Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Scale Your Life podcast. This is your host, Aaron Opelewski, and this is our first episode ever. I'm excited about the podcast today and want to take you guys through something we probably won't cover too much uh, in detail. The main focus of this podcast will be focused on tactical information that helps you guys out and guests that come on to give you tactical information to help you out in your life and scaling your life to the next level. Uh, but today, I felt like it was important to go through a little bit of my background, why you may want to listen in, on what makes me qualified to give you some, some of the advice slash information that I'll be giving. Uh, so to start, my background is in the staffing industry. I uh, didn't know anything about it when, when I got in. We'll get into that in a bit. But I've had two companies that I, I was able to scale to eight-figure companies. Uh, one with a partner for four and a half years, and the other one that I'm now founder and CEO of, Spark Talent Acquisition, uh, that is also an eight-figure company, and we, we are uh, in, in the mid-figures and working on scaling towards nine figures as we speak, something we will also cover. Uh, it's something I don't hear too much out there. We hear from people with $100 million plus dollar companies, but you guys don't hear too much from people in the position that, that are working on that currently. I see a lot of people that have achieved that, which is great. I've learned a lot. I still learn a lot from those people, but also um, from people like just starting out with maybe like one or two team members or internet marketing company or something like that, which is also great, but doesn't really bring value if you have a team that you're building and, and maybe making some mistakes, having some wins and just somewhere in the middle of all that, trying to get to the next level. So um, a little bit more about me. Um, I do have an eight-figure net worth that I built up, not in a year, two years, you know, a lot of what you hear out there, but it's something that's been building over a decade through good financial habits um, and, and really a system that I will talk about here. And it's also something that has helped us to be in the position to be able to be very aggressive on scaling our company towards nine figures. I'm also happily married to my wife, Anna, have a beautiful daughter, and uh, was just recently a founding member of the Arte Syndicate that my mentors, Andy Fasilla and Ed Milet, put together. Um, and that was a great experience. Um, we just concluded year one. They're getting ready to start year two. I'm going to be focused on all the offices that we've uh, put out in this podcast, but I love those guys. I love what they're doing, and if you aren't familiar with Arte yet, you should definitely check it out. But So that's a little bit on me. Uh, some things that we're going to cover on this podcast specifically, a lot of what we cover are, are going to focus around business, self-development, faith, and finance, and those are things that are basically at the core of my life. You know, I'm not in business as a hobby. I'm not in business just to work. Like I have a passion for what we do. I love what we do. I don't consider it work. I am fully committed to that. I'm fully committed to my family, my faith, and you know, really my self-development and health. Uh, because to truly be great, you have to take care of your body. You have to take care of your family. And I believe that you have to have faith. And for me, that, that's in God. Uh, something that we will talk on this podcast, but ultimately 
you know, whatever you believe. I, I, I think if you don't have some type of faith, when hardship comes or even, you know, when success comes, not being grounded is something that can get you into trouble. So I will definitely be talking more and we'll have some more qualified people than me to speak on that specifically coming, coming on the show. So a little bit about my background. I grew up uh, relatively poor, uh, preacher's son. My dad struggled with depression uh, since I was in fourth grade and we started to move all around um, Michigan. We're from Michigan. I live in Detroit, Michigan. Um, but we moved all around around the state. Uh, got into pretty bad financial, you know, position due to my dad leaving uh, the ministry and really starting over his career. At the time, you know, I didn't really know that he was going through depression or what exactly you know was going on. But I knew that you know as we moved back down to like the metro Detroit area when I was in seventh grade that we weren't doing very well. I remember one specific thing, you know, I, I came home after my first week of junior high and I was looking through my closet and, and I was looking to see if I had any the designer clothes that I saw other people wearing. And I realized as I, I scrolled, you know, one piece of clothing by the next that, that I didn't have one. I didn't have one piece of, uh, I think at the time it was like Tommy Hilfiger or Nautica or Polo, whatever it was. Some of the, I think Tommy Hilfiger's coming back now, which is kind of funny. But um, I didn't have one piece of that clothing. And now I look at it like, man, there's a lot of people that are far worse off than me. But at the time, it was something that, that really bugged me and stuck with me. And I don't even think I realized it until later on that that was a big part of it the fuel for my fire. And I won't talk about it too much more, but that continued all throughout high school. You know, I went to a, a high school where most people were pretty well off. Um, and we were not, you know, and that's something that I'm, I'm proud of my dad. He basically rebuilt a second career, uh, does very well for himself now, but had to basically start over and accumulated a bunch of debt. Well, he had, you know, four kids a wife and was going through depression. Um, so not something that was easy, uh, but I'm grateful for my parents for what they were able to do. Um, you, you know, I, I lived with them till I was 23, which is longer than probably most and was able to start my first business in part because I was living with them and didn't have to pay rent. So uh, that's something I'll forever be grateful. Uh, and I guess to get into that, you know, I, I got into the staffing industry in 2007, worked for the largestly held private staffing company in the world for 18 months. That was a great experience. Uh, but 2000, the short story is that 2009 came around. Um, I believe we had four offices that consolidated within the state due to the auto industry just being completely smacked. And... I stayed, but my role changed, and after about two months of that and seeing all my friends get laid off and let go, um, I decided that, that it was best for me to move on. So I did that. Uh, great experience. Learned a lot, but started an industrial staffing company about a month later with another guy that I worked with there. It was also a great experience. Uh, we were partners for about four and a half years, and hey, you know, had differences of opinions on how to grow a business. Uh, we did basically all industrial staffing. 
and um, I wanted to see us do other things. I wanted to have more offices um, and expand throughout the country. And at the time, you know, we just weren't gelling on that. So we decided to split. Um, that was a little bit of a process that I won't get into here uh, because, you know, there was a time that we went through <laughs> legal, uh, I don't want to call it issues, just when you're splitting, it's kind of like a divorce. I'll put it like that. Uh, but also a great experience, not at the time, but looking back now, it was truly a gift. Um, and I'll get into that as I close out a little bit more. But so in November 2013, started Spark Talent Acquisition. Uh, one of my best friends, Fletcher uh, Koontz, who will be on this podcast at some point, was someone that um, was working with me at, at my other firm and, and came over along with uh, four other people or three other people. So there was five of us and we started Spark Talent Acquisition out of my house. Um, it was an, a learning experience. We had to turn on basically everything at once as we had flipped over some of the, the customers um, from my old venture into the new one. Um, it was a lot of work. And so shoot for probably about three months. I worked 20 hour days, slept about three to four hours a night. And, um, you know, I, I've always worked a lot of hours. I always work hard, but, but that was a frantic pace for three or four months just to make that work. Uh, but we did what we had to do. Uh, you fast forward five years and uh, we have a team of right around 50 people and operate in seven different offices across one, two, three, four states currently. Um, we have offices in Michigan, three of them, Florida, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Tampa, Florida, and um, Arlington, Texas be being the other one. So absolutely love what we do. It's been a great experience. I've learned a lot. What I'll tell you and kind of end with for today is that you know, each step along the way in my life, and something we're definitely going to talk about in more detail, but each step along the way, there's been adversity. And I'm here to explain to you that adversity is not something that, that you can't let it shake you. Because if you don't let it shake you, it will be something that shapes you. And if you let it shape you, you'll look back on it and realize that that was happening for a reason in your life and it's something that helped take you to the next level helped take you to something better than what you could have imagined and that's been true time and time again in my life um, you know at one point in my first business we weren't paying ourselves a salary um, and i was running out of money i didn't have too much saved up i probably should have saved a little bit more i think i probably had like ten thousand dollars total to my name and within a couple months I think four or five months maybe it was six or seven I don't remember exactly well it would have been about seven months um, I was down to six dollars and 23 cents in my bank account to my name uh, before we started to take a salary and that was a tough time you know I had friends that were graduating college and you know making 40, 50, 60, 70,000 a year, some of them even over six figures. And, you know, I was trying to get a business going and not paying myself a dime and, you know, working 20 hour days where I would do the recruiting, do the sales, do the accounting, bookkeeping, 
financing, shifting money around, opening the mail, you name it, you know, we were doing it and doing it consistently and not getting paid. And um, that was something that was tough, but I sure learned a lot. You know, I sure learned a lot later on in life from some of the struggles that my family had financially early on in life. And it's been a true motivator for me. So I look at that as a gift. I can now look at being resourceful and making what money I had work all the way down to my last few dollars as a gift because it's something that people can't take away from you when you truly have to be resourceful on stuff and you figure it out. That's something that no one can ever take away from you and it's something you can do time and time again or you can go back to if you need to get resourceful again in the future. Um, you know, leaving my first company in staffing, I was crushed. Um, but it turned out to be one of the greatest decisions that, you know, I've ever had in my life. And, and, and again, I'm a big fan of the entrepreneur. I'm a big fan of people working inside an, an organization and being entrepreneurial and not having to take on all the risk. And frankly, that's what I was always looking for. And I thought I found at, the, at that company and, and my plan was to run that company one day. Uh, it didn't work out that way. Um, and again, I'm grateful for the time there, but I was crushed and I thought life was over, <laughs> you know, when I was leaving there. I felt that way again, you know, when I split with my partner, I was excited, but I was also, you know, it was a tough time. It was a lot of adversity and looking back on everything that's been tough and truly probably the tougher the situation, the bigger the adversity, the better it's been for me in, in the long term. And so I'll leave you with that as some encouragement um, we'll talk about adversity quite a bit because I truly believe this, but whatever you're going through, you can use that as fuel. You can use that as a gift. Um, and I believe that in my life, my biggest adversities have been my biggest gifts and helped taking me to the next level. So thank you for listening today, guys. I'm going to be talking to you quite a bit more on, you know, the topics that we discuss. Next up, I'm going to cover something on basic rules of finance that have helped me shape you know, a, a good financial life and, and help me get, get things started and, and continue to go in the right direction. So thank you. Have a great day. And you'll hear from me again soon.